0: one that's been able to make it out today, and uh, we'll get started here today. How many we are on the air, Joe? We're on the air. It's good to have everyone that are with, that's with us today, and uh, we're going to go get right into it. Let's take our Bibles. Let's turn to Revelation chapter 6, and we're going to be talking about the opening of the seals. To this point, we have uh, studied eschatology in a pretty lively way but we're going to be getting into more detail of it now as we get into Revelation chapter 6. Now, there's a lot of complaints, a lot of things where people want to uh, pigeonhole folks, and they're saying is, well, I believe this way because, well, you know, it's like anything else. There's a thing about eschatology that we study it so we might learn. Not study it because we have everything figured out. There's going to be things when we get into heaven that is going to be a challenge to us because we just don't know it. But there are also certain things that cannot go uh, in a uh, an example without some particular question being involved. Let's read chapter 6, and I hope that it makes some better sense to you as well. And I saw when the Lamb opened one of the seals, and I heard it as were the noise of thunder, one of the four beasts saying, Come and see. And I saw, and behold, a white horse, and he that sat on him had a bow, and a crown was given unto him, and he went forth conquering and to conquer and when he had opened the second seal i heard the second beast say come and see and there went out another horse that was red and power was given to him that sat thereon to take peace from the earth and that they should kill one another and there was given unto him a great sword And when he had opened the third seal, I heard the third beast say, Come and see. And I beheld, and lo, a black horse, and he that sat on him had a pair of balances in his hands. And I heard a voice in the midst of the four beasts say, A measure of wheat for a penny, and three measures of barley for a penny. And see thou heard the oil and the wine. And when he had opened the fourth seal, I heard the voice of the fourth beast saying, Come and see. And I looked, and behold, a pale horse, and his name that sat on him was Death. And hell followed with him, and power was given unto them over the fourth part of the earth, to kill with sword, and with hunger, and with death, and with the beasts of the earth. And when he had opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of them that were slain for the word of God, and for the testimony which they held. And they cried with a loud voice, saying, How long, O Lord, holy and true, dost thou not judge and avenge our blood on them that dwell on the earth? And white robes were given unto every one of them, and it was said unto them that they should rest yet for a little season, until their fellow servants also, and their brethren that should be killed as they were, should be fulfilled. And I behold when he was, when he had opened the sixth seal, and though there was a great earthquake, and the sun became black as sackcloth of hair, and the moon became as blood, and the stars of heaven fell upon the earth, even as a fig tree casteth her untimely figs when she is shaken of a mighty wind. And the heaven departed as a scroll, Uh, When it is rolled together, and every mountain and island were moved out of their place, and the kings of the earth, and the great men, and the rich men, and the chief captains, and the mighty men, and every bondman, and every freeman hid themselves in the dens and in the rocks of the mountains, and said to the mountains and rocks, Fall on us, and hide us from the face of him that set us on the throne from the wrath of of the Lamb. For the great day of his wrath is come, and who shall be able to stand? Let us pray. Father, we want to thank you again uh, for the opportunity that you give us, not only to study, but to be in preparation of the things that you give us today. We want to thank you, Father, for this study, and I pray that you will bless us, help us to understand the things that are given. May we also rejoice in you, and may we follow you in all things. So guide us, we pray today. Lead us and bless now, for it's in Christ we pray. Amen. I, I want to begin today... Uh, by basically answering the question of many that like to be the critics of what we believe. Now, I understand this, is that there are always going to be critics, but the thing that really bothers me is when brethren of like faith and order want to criticize other brethren of like faith and order for their stand and for their belief give you an example. Uh, We're getting ready to enter what we call the tribulation period in our study, which, uh, understand this, there has always been tribulation. There has always been tribulation. There have been periods called great tribulation. If we were to take the beginning of when Jesus Christ ascended into heaven, Jerusalem went into great tribulation. Now think about this, because by 70 AD, Jerusalem, for the most part, no longer exists. The Jews were cast out of their city. They became; they were no longer a Judean nation. Uh, just as Israel had been scattered, so did Judah scatter. Uh, there was what we would call Medea, if you ever want to go in and take a look at where they ran up this mountain, and there they thought that they could at least have a city of Tyre out in the ocean. They thought that they had the same uh, protection there at Medea, and it was there that they even uh, sacrificed themselves. They killed themselves because of the great persecution that was about to occur. So, when we think of the word tribulation, please understand this, is that we are not saying that there's not been tribulation in the past. It's not the tribulation of revelation. And so, when people want to say, well, there's never going to be a tribulation in revelation, you know, the fact of the matter is, you've got to answer the question. Show me in history where all of these things have happened. Show me in history where the saints have been taken up off the earth. Show me in history where the things in heaven have already occurred. Reality is is that the thing that we stumble upon goes all the way back to Revelation chapter 1, in verse 1, and it says, The revelation of Jesus Christ which gave unto him to show his servants that which must shortly come to pass. I have heard men argue over the word shortly like nobody's business. And the reality is, is that that time shortly means repenting you know, is going to be rapid in its occurrence. When you think of this earth being 6,000 years of age, and in seven years of tribulation, you no longer have just this one opportunity. You have just come through one, and there's another one, and then there's another one, and then there's another one. And this continues on for a period of seven years. And the whole time, the Antichrist is going to stand and be critical of everything. Once again, some of the things that I've heard so many people get critical over, the word rapture. They'll say, there is no such thing as the word rapture. All right, take the word rapture out. You still have to talk about the ascension of Jesus Christ and the return of Jesus Christ without him standing up on the earth. Address that. You don't want to call it rapture? That's fine by me. When you also admit that there's no such thing as the word dinosaur in the Bible, also, will you occur, agree with me that there's no such thing as the word missionary in the Bible? And yet, we have those practices every day because modern English has attached certain words that we buy into and accept. But it's something about the word rapture that suddenly uh, makes and, and excites people from that statement. I don't like it. They, it. was what they'll say. Whether you like it or not, you still have to give an answer for everything that's written in the Scripture. Now, with that in mind, I've also had a lot of people that they want to go to chapter 6, verse 1 through 6, where it speaks of of the four horsemen and saying, this is Jesus Christ. And they love to point out that Jesus came to this earth not to bring peace, but to bring strife, to bring anger, to bring war. And I tell people this, that while Jesus came, he did not come in a militant attitude. Jesus never came to be uh, anxious with his word, but instead empowers us with his word. Yes, we have a sword. But the sword we have is a two-edged sword called his word. That's in Ephesians chapter 6. So when we take the word and we distribute it into the world, we know that it's going to have its impact upon us, especially as we testify of Christ. May I put this out to you? William William Tyndale was burned at the stake. And the whole time that he was burned at the stake, it was illegal for anyone to be able to read the Bible if you did not have that seal of approval by the Roman Catholic Church. And yet there were those men who had determined that the Word of God would be distributed, such as Tyndale, who was an outlaw, because he decided that he wanted to make sure that the Word of God came uh, into the English and for all of us to have and and to enjoy. And so when he was burned at the stake, he, he cried out, Lord, open the eyes of the King of England, that your Word may be freely read. It was that prayer that God answered not only to allow the the Bibles to be, they were chained to the pulpit, let's be honest, they were chained to the pulpit, but they were now open to the public and the English speaking peoples who could read, who could read. You know, and a lot of times I've had people say, well, what do you mean if they they could read? Do you understand why we have heraldry? I mean, there's a lot of people that they turn around and they say, well, uh, you know, I'm a royal estate. No, you're not. You know, even the Praetors, we have a big Praetor shield, you know, and it's been with us forever. But it was given, and the name Praetor was above it, you know, absolutely, and I've seen it in Warwick Castle in England. People could not read, but they could recognize signs. So, when they would say, I follow the sign of the praetor, it was because praetor was a was sheriff, a, a knight, if you will, and he led people into tr- into a warfare. And so when people said, I follow the sign of the praetor, that's what it meant. That was heraldry. You know, if you don't believe me, just go look it up yourself. Later on, the praetors did own a castle. We bought out the pal, whom we married into. And so the praetors did own a castle, but so did other people. No, every didn't have one. Please understand that. The reality is, is that when you go in and you see the truth of God's word, it should uh, it should excite us that we are able to see the things that are there. If other people don't want to hold to your belief, don't waste your time trying to argue with them. They're going to do everything in their power to persuade you to believe like them. And at the same time, every time you bring up an answer, they're going to argue with you. Please understand that. You're wasting time. You're wasting time. The best way to start it is, Lord, help me to see the truth, and may I distribute it as you have allowed me to see it. Now, that's the way we should pray. I do not believe the book of Revelation has happened completely yet. Neither do I believe, and here's the other argument. Many times people will say, don't you believe that the Old Testament is completely fulfilled? The answer is no. The answer is no. How can you say that it is completely fulfilled if Zechariah is not fulfilled? If Daniel is not fulfilled? If other chapters of the Bible are not fulfilled? Yes, anything mentioning about the birth of Christ, that's fulfilled. Everything mentioned about the death of Christ, that is fulfilled. But the millennial kingdom, as we see it in Isaiah chapter 11 and 65, is not fulfilled yet. So how can we say that it is fulfilled when it hasn't been fulfilled? Not only that, let me say something to you. We are Gentiles. Anyone here Jewish? Anyone here believe like the Jews? No, you don't. Because if you believe like the Jews and you really are a staunch Jewish person, you will not eat pork. And I love pork. I made some soup beans the other day, and the first thing I put in was a ham hock. You know, just so I could enjoy my soup beans. But the reality is, is that I am not Jewish. But the reality is, and here's the sad part, many times, and I have talked with people who try to convince me that they're right, and my first question is, where are the promises made to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and all the rest of the books, where is that fulfilled? And here's their answer. Well, maybe it was other part of Abraham's seed. The answer is clear. And if you're So the reality is that the Lord established his church. We are Gentiles first established with the Jerusalem congregation, later on the Gentile congregation. The Jerusalem congregation ceased, and the Gentile congregation continues. Now, I'm off my hobby horse, but I want you to get this. The first thing that we want to see is the worthiness of the land. If you will, Brother Joe, go ahead and and we're going to go to the next slide. In chapter 5, verse 4, look what it says. In Revelation 5, 4, says, And I wept much, because no man was found worthy to open and read the book, neither to look thereon. And one of the elders saith unto me, Weep not, behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, hath prevailed to open the book and to loose the seven seals thereof. Now, as I began to read this, I I was perplexed. Why would would John suddenly be weary about this? Why would he start weeping about this? And to get the answer, we have to hold our place here, and let's go all the way back to the book of Genesis, chapter 3. And in Genesis chapter 3, the first thing that we see is the examples that are given us beginning in verse 22. Genesis three twenty-two. this is in direct correlation with Revelation chapter 5, verses 4 and 5. Look what it says. And the Lord God said, Behold, the man is become as one who is good and evil, and now must he perform his hand and take also the tree of life and live forever. Therefore So he drove up and placed in the east of the garden of Eden cherubims and a flaming sword which turned every way to keep the way of the tree of life. Now understand this. Man in himself was never created to understand evil or to respond to evil. Everybody with me? You and I are not equipped to handle evil. We see it every day in our life. We see evil from every corner of the world that begins to penetrate us. It frustrates us to see this evil that goes in. It frustrates us to see that the wickedness that arises up in our country, in our communities, in our churches. I mean, I can go on and on and on. And so, because of the evil, and we don't know how to handle it, and I'll give you the case right now. Do you realize that here in the wonderful little community, right up the river a little bit, or going upstream, is the town of Huntington, West Virginia? You are in public enemy number one is marijuana. It's drugs. And over and again, we have seen so many people that they embark upon drugs, not alcohol, but then they try to... Put marijuana as it burns. So what do they do? They take incense rods. And I'm going to give you proof of this. If you don't believe that they are not using incense rods to try to mask the smell of marijuana, then you explain to me why we have so many fires in our community. Houses, side by side, are literally on fire because of incense rods. And I have gone into homes where and it doesn't matter if they're HUD houses, it doesn't matter if they're people that have money, and they have these little incense rods poked all throughout the walls. Well, guess what? When those rods burn down, there is almost like a match that burns down into the wall and starts a fire. I had to go in and, re- and replace a door because the corner of the door had been set on fire by an incense rod. That's hard to believe, isn't it? Well, that's what we're facing every day. Because people don't know how to handle evil. They're saying is, oh, I just can't, I, I just can't take the pressure anymore. What do you mean you can't take the pressure? You're not under any pressure. And many times people are trying to turn around and escape, and they don't have what we have, and that is Jesus Christ. And yet we remain mute. We don't tell people that our oh, We are not Jesus Christ I am not the Redeemer when we see this where John wept because no man was worthy he wept because he understood man was still trapped in sin as long as these seals are unbroken but the moment that someone comes up and says it's okay, John you haven't seen the rest of it here comes the lamb now I'll give you an image And I love this image of the seals. How many of you ever saw the image like this before? And the reason is, most of us, when we see the image, we see a solid scroll, we see seven seals. Well, a book can be a scroll or it could be a book. It could actually be there. Now, most of us have had a book a booklet this come in. I'll give you an example. Here's one that is called uh, The Grace Promulgator, and normally there's a seal that is placed on the top of it that has to be broken so that we can read the insides of it. Okay? That's one form of the seal. In a scroll, when we take a look at this, you have The different ones that come through, and I love this example because each one of the seals means that you can't read the next portion until that seal is broken. Does that make sense? So it's not seven seals on one page; it's seven seals per area. Isn't that cool? And so, the other way that you look at it is you would read, and then you would come to the next seal, then you would break it, then the next seal, and then you break it, then the next seal, and you break it, then the next seal. So there's more than one way to seal off this. I like this particular one because it gives me a good understanding of what I'm dealing with. So when we see the breaking of the first four seals, which we have already talked about, the first seal gives us the explanation of who is getting ready to come into place. And so when we take a look at this, we find that there is a great understanding of who the Antichrist is going to be. Now, I give you this example last week uh, in the first verses that are there. Now, I want to show you something that I didn't see until I had re-studied this numerous times. But look what it says in chapter 6 and verse 1. And I saw when the Lamb opened one of the seals, and I heard, as it were, the noise of thunder, and one of the four beasts saying, come and see. By the way, in the Greek it is come and see. Modern Greek takes away all the word see. So it's a matter of coming in and peering in. Coming in and peering in. See, it's one thing to tell people, come, come, come. This is the word come. See means eyes open. Open up your eyes, see the truth for what it is, and I saw he made his entry, and I saw, and we've talked about this before. But the entry of the Antichrist or the Wicked One or whoever you want to call him at that time, the one of evil, is not going to occur until this first seal is broken. Now the question is, when is the seal going to be broken? We talked about last week he may be upon the earth, but we might see him, we might question him, we might understand a little bit about him, but we're not going to be allowed to see, I believe, this particular area until we see it for certain. Let me show you why I say that. Look what it says, beginning in verse 7 of chapter 5. And he came and he took the book out of the right hand of him that sat on the throne, and when he had taken the book, the four the four and the four beasts and the four and twenty elders fell down before the Lamb, having every one of them hearts and gold vials full of odors, which are the prayers of the saints. Now do you realize that this moment every prayer that you've offered, the four and twenty saints or elders are holding those prayers. And you know what should be the very first prayer that we offer? Even so, Lord Jesus, come quickly. That should be the first prayer that we offer. And they sing a new song saying, Thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof. For about- already fulfilled, then this was filled when Jesus ascended into heaven. No, this is not fulfilled yet. And I'll show you why. And has made us into our God kings and priests and we shall reign on the earth. That is a physical the book with the seals in his hand saying with a loud voice what, what? what? with fresh voice with you Be said amen. And the four and twenty elders fell down and worshiped him that liveth forever and ever. Not the beast are to worship, though they will, but we are set to worship. Does not the scripture say, Every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that he is Lord? That's getting ready to happen. And so when the Lord takes the scroll and he pops it open, And he reads the white horse, the red horse, the black horse, the pale horse. Each one of those is a great indication of just how powerful it is. And the opening of this book means that everything is started. I want to show you what I'm talking about when it says that everything is started. Let's go all the way down to uh, verse 9. And when he had opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of them that were slain for the word of God and for the testimony which they held. Now, I am thankful right now that I am not a martyr for the cause of Christ, though I should have a readiness to become a martyr. Now, understand this. There have been many, that have died for the cause of Christ in martyrdom. Many have fallen for Christ. And so those that have been martyred for Christ, that is that number. That is that great number. Everyone from the Piedmont, every one from the Cathari, the Montanists, the Donatists, the Novatians, right on down the line. Everyone that has suffered for the cause of Christ are in that number. And they cried with a loud voice saying, How long? Do you realize that their cry should be heard even now? Maybe when we go into the, the communities and we tell others of Christ, maybe if they see something perplexing us, they'll say, what is it? I'm thinking, wouldn't it be wonderful if we could say, I'm thinking about the cry when people say, how long, O oh Lord? How long? When are you going to start this action? And notice again it says, and I, and I heard, and they cried with a loud voice, saying, How long, O Lord, holy and true dost thou not judge and avenge our blood on them that dwell on the earth? And white robes were given to them. Why, why, why suddenly are the white robes given? They've already received the glorified bodies. I believe that this is already showing that the rapture has taken place right around, cha- I've had people that say, well, maybe the rapture didn't occur to chapter 6. I don't have a problem with that. As long as we understand that the coming of the Lord is sometime soon. Now, for me, I mean, I've been on this for 68 years, and I've, heard, I've been preaching this a long time. But the reality is, is, it's not soon enough for me. But soon he's coming. Look what else it says. And white robes were given unto every one of them, and it was said unto them that they should rest in a little season until their fellow servants also and their brethren that should be killed as they were should be fulfilled. So there's still more that are going to die. I don't know how many of y'all remember this, but not too many years ago there was the Battle of Serbia. And there, there were Serbians that were being pushed out of their country into other places. Later on, they asked one particular family, I remember the news report coming out, why do you think you were chased off? And here's what their statement was, because of our faith in God. How many of us have recognized the the punishments that even are happening in our country? Not too long ago, there was, I think it was around Nashville, Tennessee, I could be wrong, but anyway, there was three people that were singled out and killed. And those three people were all noted Christians. Colorado. How many of us remember Columbine and how that, even though it was many, many years ago, these guys... of the state and we say only the Bible should be used to bring people into office and they laugh at you mock you, we're going to use comic books there's no hope in comic books, there's hope in the word of God, there's no hope in the Quran except that you might gain so many virgins upon your sacrificial death but that's not even the hope that is in the book, the book the Bible itself
1: And I beheld and
0: opened it, and and when I beheld, or I beheld when he had opened the sixth seal, and lo, there was a great earthquake. I want you to get this. And the sun became black as sackcloth of hair. So if you will, brother, I want you to get this. Let's look at the next slide. And I want you to envision what is being said. Go to one more slide, if you will. We'll come back to that one in a moment. Now, I love this picture. Now, I don't know if you can tell it, but this is literally the, the rolling of this, the skies as it was a great scroll. Now, I want you to understand what we're seeing here, and even though this is just an artist's depiction, it should tell us a little bit about what's getting ready to happen. And I beheld when he had opened the sixth seal, and lo, there was a great earthquake, and the sun became black as sackcloth of hair. Black skies. How many of us remember Mount St. Helens when it erupted? How many of you remember the dark skies? As the dust flew overhead. How many of you all know that 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 led to one of the the strongest winters we'd had in a long time? Because literally, there was nothing to heat up the earth. Watch what else it says. And the moon became as blood. I have a picture. I should have added this to it. We were one time... Uh, I was helping my son build a cabin up in the Cotopaxi, Colorado area. And the flames were so severe. I mean, it was really several miles away. But I looked and I said, man, look at that smoke. And the guy that was with us that was uh, running the equipment, he said, we've got to get out of here now. And I, I didn't realize how much danger we were in. He said, if that wind turns, he said, it'll come in here and we'll be trapped. And we hurried up out of there, and we got all the way down to the little town of Canyon City. Uh, There's a Home Depot, and when we went into the Home Depot, we looked back, and the sun was literally like red. It was like, like blood was pouring out of that sun. Later on that night, the moon looked like it was blood. When you think about the disruption of this earth, this is the thing it's speaking of. There's going to be so much of a, that this earthquake is going to do. And, and here's the thing that gets me. We hear people all the time talk about the nuclear power and the abilities to disrupt. Nothing is going to happen in this earth until God is ready for it to happen. It's not going to happen. There's not enough power upon this earth to destroy the plan of God. And it's not going to happen. And so what I tell people all the time is God has a plan. Do we believe it or not? Now, if I believe it, then I'm going to act like I believe it. The next time I hear somebody say millions of years, I'm going to go thousands. Next time I hear about dinosaurs, say large dragons. Next time I hear them talk about evolution, say creation. Everybody, these little tiny words. You say, well, Brother Preacher," sounds like you're trying to provoke a fight. Mm, You're right. They're trying to provoke their ideologies to me. Why can't I provoke them to the truth? And the stars of heaven fell to the earth. Imagine, you know, what are they saying right now? If we have the meteorites, the stars fall, oh, we can't handle it. I think this is God's way of showing to us that the earth not only can handle it, it will handle it. I'm going to give you a thought. Do you, what if what we call the asteroid belt, what if that never really existed until after the great flood? Just something to think about. You say, well, Brother Prater, do you really believe that? The largest evidence of the flood is our local planet that goes around us called the moon. Do you realize those craters were made on the moon because of the disruption that occurred from the earth? If we really believe God's word, then there's got to be evidences for it in space. And these stars raining down, they could be asteroids. I don't know what they are. But John recognized them as we're being rained upon. Look what else it says. Even as a fig tree casteth her untimely figs when she is shaken of of a mighty wind, and the heaven departed as a scroll when it was rolled together, and every mountain and island was moved out of her place. In other words, everything is now shaking. And instead of people turning around and saying, "Oh, death," because of the wrath of God to come. When we get into chapter 7, here's the, here's the thing. Now, Brother Joe, this is going to be a challenge for you. Back up to the original slide that I had upon the, the post here. So I want you all to see this. In this original slide, this is the tribulational period, okay? This is really, if you will, uh, the, the seven years' tribulation, and afterwards you have the millennium. But notice again that when we have the rapture that occurs, and I really believe in the rapture. I really believe in the rapture. And one of the questions that came to me one time was, well, who's going to be left to preach the gospel if all the saints are taken up? And I laughed at him. I said, that's easy. Two witnesses. Do you realize the sixth seal opens not for the cause of the tribulation, but to announce... That Christ is Lord. Let's see if that's not true. Look at chapter seven, beginning at verse one. And after these things, I saw four angels. We're still in the sixth. We're still in the sixth seal period. We're still in the sixth seal. And and these things I saw: four angels standing on the four corners of the earth, holding the four winds of the earth, that the wind should not blow on the earth, nor the sun, nor, nor the sea, nor on any tree. And when I saw another angel ascending from the east, having the seal of the living God. He cried with a loud voice to the four angels to whom it was given to hurt the earth and the sea, saying, Hurt not the earth, neither the sea nor the trees, till we have tilled the earth and foreheads. Here comes the seal. Now this is right at the beginning of the tribulational period. So not only are we taken above the earth, the two witnesses are coming down, and we see the 144,000 and notice that they are all and I heard the number of them that were sealed, and they were sealed 144,000 of every, of all the tribes and children of Israel. Now that should tell us something. They are going to be And here's where people mess up on it. They want to make. Turn with me to the book of Romans, chapter 11, and in Romans chapter 11, let's go all the way down to verse 25, if you will. Romans eleven twenty-five. Now see if this is not true. For I would not bring that you should be ignorant of this mystery, lest ye should be wise in your own conceits. That blindness in part has happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles become in. Until the Gentile fullness has happened. When will we see the fullness of the Gentile period happen? I believe it's with the rapture. It's the rapture of the saints, not of the church. There's no such thing as the rapture, you know, as people like to call it, the rapture of the church because they want to unify everybody that's saved into one body. Look what else it says. And so all But Please let that sink in. When we see the word all, Israel, that means the elect shall receive Christ. They are beloved for the Father's sake. Now, I do realize that we're running out of time, but again, we're going to pick up here next week, Lord's willing, at Revelation chapter uh, 7, and we'll go right on into that chapter 8 as we finish up our thoughts. Let's go to the Lord in prayer, and we will conclude. Father, again, thank you for your blessings. Now lead us and bless and direct now. We are thankful for all you have given us. In Jesus' name, amen. We're dismissed.